All right. Shall I start? You start. <clears throat> um, I will start. Okay. Guys, guys, shut up! Shut up! The news is on! The news is on! Sit down! Be quiet! Everybody listen! Shh, 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 shh. It's the recentest news. Hi, this is the recentest news. I'm Steve. I'm Dan. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. How was your week? Good. Um, I had another one of those weeks where I didn't know what day it was until the end of the week. <laughs> was it Wednesday, three days in a row? I've started a new, a new job where I'm like back to shift working again. So like sometimes I knock off mm. at like noon or sometimes I knock off at like 1030 at night. And I'll be like, ah, oh, tomorrow's more work. Oh, and then I'll be on a buddy shift with someone and they'll be like, man, it's a weird day for a Friday. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like it's friday and i'm like oh cool <laughs> oh i know that feeling i like i like it when people uh say to me it's like oh thank god it's friday hey and i'm like huh, yeah because <laughs> for you friday <laughs> just means good. a whole bunch of drunk people coming to party at the conference yeah pretty much <laughs> um yeah my week was pretty good um, just, well, yeah, working shift work, um, just went to nephew's birthday party. He turned four. That was all right. He got a whole bunch of toys that I would have liked to have had. You get him a stripper? Uh, no, I've been, I have been told to hold off on that until he's at least six. Yeah. Six is a good age. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I figure like he would have most of his counting down pat, so he would know how many dollar bills he'd need to like slip between a G string or something. Yeah, fair it's enough. It's too much like, math for a four year old currently. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, here I was thinking, uh, yeah, he's ready at four, but yeah, oh well. I know two, it's two the thought that counts, and you are clearly thinking in the right direction, so that's okay. <laughs> All right, tell me with what you got. Okay, so. This is um, this is a bit ridiculous. Excuse me a second. <coughs> so you're gonna have to edit out all of my disgusting coughing. Okay, I agree. No. So, um, are you aware that one of Jim Henson's children is doing an R-rated puppet movie? No. Oh, okay. Well, then you're what? gonna find this twice as funny. It's called <laughs> The Happy Time Murders. All right. And the basic premise is um, a human police detective who's going to be Melissa McCarthy. Oh, cool. Um, and her former partner who got kicked off the force and is now a private detective is going to be a puppet. Um, right. Now, this is R-rated in the sense that in the opening scenes of the trailer, uh, what I assume to be some kind of cockroach Muppet is asking um, Melissa McCarthy if she'd be willing to pay him 50 cents if he sucked her dick. And Melissa McCartney's like, I don't actually have a dick, but that's a pretty good offer anyway. And the Muppet's like, yeah, that's a yes. And then <laughs> Melissa McCarthy knocks it out. What? Um, there's a scene towards the end of it where the main puppet character, the private detective, is um like jizzing all over a room. Like they've just what? rigged a silly string can, I guess, about at Muppet dick height, and it just coats an entire room in Muppet jizz. Oh, no. 
Yeah, it's just it's gratuitous swearing and sex and violence and prostitution and like all kinds of stuff. And it's going to be fucking awesome. It's like Sesame Street for adults. But the thing of it is, part of the tagline for the trailer is um, no Sesame all street. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I was just thinking Sesame Street and that just uh, topped it off for me. That's great. (laughs) Um, The company that runs Sesame Street is Mm. suing the company that's making the film. I'm arguing that they've illegally used their copyrighted material in referencing Sesame Street with a movie that Sesame Street wants nothing to do with. (laughs) Of course they don't want anything to do. (laughs) But the interesting thing about this, though, is that the guy who's helming the puppets for the Happy Time Murders film, Mm -hmm. um, uh, where is it? I'm pretty sure it's one of um, Jim Henson's actual children. Right. Who's sort of... I'll need to double check this. Hang on. See, it's interesting in that, like, he wanted... If I'm reading... Uh, this is a previous article that was more to do with the film than the litigation because the litigation's really only come up this week. Mm. Uh, but he was like, you know, I'm happy making stuff for kids. That's cool. But at the same time, like, there's a lot of room left to be made with just weirdly fucked up puppet <laughs> neo-noir crime films, really. <laughs> I'm booting uh, the page up now. Just give me a shake. Maybe he just really wants to stick it to his dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting <laughs> take, though. Because his dad's dead. Oh, right. Like, Jim Henson's well, been dead a very long time. So, you know, he's, he's probably just got, like, this uh, long-standing sort of grudge and just, um, he's, like, a, he's probably, a, like, a huge dick. So, he just hasn't gone forgiven his dad because he's dead or whatever he's just like just really sitting in his apartment binge drinking thing. going i'll fucking show you old yeah. man <laughs> yeah here we go brian henson I'm so, ruin your legacy yeah so it's so. actually being developed by the jim henson company which is the parent company that functionally does anything and everything muppet related all right yeah um and the son do 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 brian henson who's also directing is just yeah, he is the son of puppeteers Jim and Jane Henson. So he's like literally the prodigal son. Like he's the guy. <laughs> so he's doing this film. Like his dad basically built Sesame Street and now Sesame Street is turning around and suing him because they don't like what he's doing with puppets because it draws an illusion, confected or otherwise, between Sesame Street and the actual film. So the guys that do Big Bird and Snuffy are suing Brian Henson essentially because of puppet jizz. <laughs> because of the use of silly string. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, puppet use, puppet drug use. I mean, there's a scene in the trailer where Miss Melissa McCarthy does a line of pure ecstasy and then what? dies for a couple of seconds and then comes back. And then one of the Muppet gangsters is like, whoa, she's not dead. Fuck me. And Melissa McCarthy's like, maybe. <laughs> 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 But yeah, I just love that there's a serious court case, even by US standards, where Sesame Street is suing, you know, surely the god king son of Sesame Street for puppet jizz and strippers. I feel In like maybe. Uh, yeah. I feel like maybe they've uh, they've come across the realization that a, a lot of the original uh, target audience that watch Sesame Street uh, adults now. 
and when I see this type of shit. So it's like we're we're targeting our original audience. Honestly, I think that's a lot of the thinking that Brian Henson is employing here. Like a lot of the kids, well, I mean, we Gotta grew up be. watching Sesame Street before Sesame Street, mm. you know, was filming a lot of new material. A lot of the shit mm. we watched was stuff that they broadcast in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. So um, we are of an age now where we would find it hilarious where one Muppet pistol whips another Muppet to death. Yeah. Yeah. See, definitely. you're laughing now. Just I'm thinking about it. Movie. I don't even know if that's in the fucking movie, but that would be awesome to watch. It would be awesome. It There's a scene be in, in the movie where a human or a possible human, it might be the bad guy and he's like all mm-hmm. mysterious, um, shoots him up with a shotgun and literally cuts him in half and then like cushion stuffing goes everywhere. <laughs> but like the thing that I, th- this is always a bit of a double-edged sword with litigation. Mm. Sesame Street have got to recognize or the Jim Henson Company or HBO, because HBO runs Sesame Street now, mm. weirdly, have got to realize that the notoriety that is going to come from Sesame Street suing the production mm. company behind the Happy Time Murders is only going to make the Happy Time Murders viewership potentially skyrocket. Yeah, it'll do it'll do them a favor. It's the kind of like um, it almost uh, adds reinforcement to the approach of like was it no publicity is bad publicity. Yeah. So like it doesn't matter, but because of the approach that they're taking <clears throat> with this movie, it's it's gonna help them. Like they'll probably lose some cash, and that's about it. But then they'll make the cash back with like how famous the lawsuits made them. Overwhelmingly so, yeah. <laughs> or to even be more snide, they could just apologize and then offer them a cut of the film profits as recompense. <laughs> which is going to be hilarious because then the Sesame be. Street company will be literally making puppet jizz money. <laughs> Just gingerly reaching for a briefcase going, ew, 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 ew. I'm taking the money for ew, ew, ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the price is right, they'll take it. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, oh, we don't approve of this, but... Uh. God, that's a sentence that can be taken multiple ways. Yeah. We don't, we don't approve of this, but... Uh, uh, Thank you, we'll take that. Yeah. Take it. Take all <laughs> the money. <laughs> but yeah, it's got um Melissa McCarthy, Joel McHale, Elizabeth oh, cool. Banks, a shitload of puppets. It looks like it's gonna be awesome. And mm. really, like if you wanted the gold tick for whether or not this movie was gonna be a piss take or legitimately funny, I think the fact that mm. Big Bird is suing them about strippers, cocaine, ecstasy and puppages is a pretty good indicator yeah. that it will be genuinely funny. Yeah. Uh, it does sound like it'll be pretty awesome. But yeah, I just, my, the thing that I love the most about this is that a court somewhere, probably in Los Angeles, is going to have to record the words, um, puppet jizz is not the kind of thing Sesame Street wants to be involved <laughs> with in a formal court document as part of the minutes. <laughs> and that just makes me and happy. And that gets released as public record for yep. all of us to read. <laughs> yeah. Guy who voices Big Bird going, I don't want puppet jizz associated with what I do. Yeah. I'm a proud man that dresses up a bird and hangs with children. Big Bird was stoned the whole time anyway. Well, what, weren't they originally saying that Snuffy was going to be an imaginary character? Hmm. So really, what is Big Bird other than just like an acid trip refugee? He's a huge acid tripper. <laughs> you guys see my friend Snuffy? That's Big Bird. He just wanders up and down Sesame Street looking for an invisible woolly mammoth that has no tusks. About noon every day, he starts having sex with that hedge. 
<laughs> Yo, Snuffy, you got the stuff, man. <laughs> I'm starting to recognize things, Snuffy. <laughs> Give me a Starting to recognize shapes and colors. <laughs> but that's the best way to go about, like, these classic... Uh, uh, childhood franchises these days anyway because take a look at um or i guess on a serious note take a look at harry potter and i'm probably going to cop a lot of flack for saying this um i've never been a massive fan of the of the harry potter series i don't hate it but i've never been as much of a fan as everyone else and people who grew up with the harry potter series like as you seriously go through the series um, you can see it gets a little bit more mature and it's kind of following the audience. It's following, like following the series. And now the, um, the Magnificent Beasts, um, movie had come out and then there's another one coming out soon. In my opinion, because it's so much more, it's matured so much more than what it originally was. It's way better than all the original Harry Potter stories. But obviously it needs the context, but still. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. Because <laughs> you know I'm like a diehard Harry Potter fan. I know. There's nothing that you've said that's necessarily bad. <laughs> but I've given you some conflict. Do you know what I want to say in... Um, Fantastic Beasts and whatever the fuck else. Mm. It's been established. It's canon that Dumbledore is gay, right? Yes. I want to see Dumbledore fuck somebody. Yes. I don't have a thing for Dumbledore, and that's not what this is about. What I'm saying is, if you're going to go to the effort of establishing that a character is gay, don't just make them like fucking token gay, cosmetic gay. Let's see, like, Jude Law and Johnny Depp, like, having angry hate sex because one of them's evil or fucking something. And then they shoot silly string jizz all over the walls. Why the fuck not? <laughs> I think that'll be perfect. I think we've gone sideways on another topic, but it's just, it's we, something that came up. Have. Like, I've, I've, Lando Calrissian's character in a solo has been sort of remarked as pansexual. And then a lot mm-hmm. of gay commenters have just been like, well, what's the point of that if you don't actually show him engaging in anything remotely like mm. sexual or. Like, what's the word I'm looking for here? If you don't display him obviously showing interest in a way that isn't meant to be tokenistic, then what's the point of saying it at all? So Dumbledore's gay. Dumbledore should hook up with the dude. Yeah, rather than just sort of having this talk about it and then just sort of uh, just say, oh, yeah, confirm that that was the sort of intention but never went into it. Just like it it feels like when people sort of do that, they're just sort of trying to please a crowd rather than just build the character as that and show that i mean we're more like the the world is more comfortable with that sort of thing now these days so just do it like why the fuck not i yeah. agree just do it it'll make, make dumbledore fabulous yeah it will <laughs> just do it Make him the most camp wizard ever before it becomes you know like super I- wise and I don't know about camp because I feel like that would be a bit tokenistic too. Just make him gay like in an actual, like reflective of how gay people really are, not like the caricature that straight people seem to think that they might still be. Yeah. 
Yeah, just like concisely put into all of the speculation. Plus, I really want to see a scene, and I know I just said about like not, you know, fetishizing gay people. I think mm. it would be fucking hilarious if there was a scene where Jude Law's Dumbledore was throwing all of Johnny Depp's Grindelwald shit out onto the lawn from a tower at Hogwarts. <laughs> like Johnny Depp just gets home from the club or something and like Jude Law knows he's been running around on him and he's just like throwing all his magical shit out onto the lawn at Hogwarts. You can take your shit please. and you can fuck off. Please, Dumbledore, please just, just hear me out. Baby, don't like that. <laughs> Here's your magical suitcase that never gets full. Ah! And then it accidentally <laughs> lands on Grindelwald, and he's like falling forever through an infinite suitcase. <laughs> I do uh, realize I'm probably the... flying directly in the face of everything I just said. I just I feel like that would be hilarious. It would be good. And uh, then like new Scamander's just standing there, just deliberately not getting engaged because he hates confrontation, and he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> And all of a sudden, Dumbledore shoots Stupefy at uh, Grindelwald's cock. Ah, <laughs> so, oh, fucking bastard! That's just cruel. you're the fucking bastard. <laughs> See you use your wand now, motherfucker! <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Goes to St. Mungo's Hospital. Now we're just like it's the worst case of broke dick I think I've ever seen. It's like a troll punched it. <laughs> I love how we got to Harry Potter like gay fights from puppetjizz. From puppetjizz. It's like the bacon number, but way worse. <laughs> yeah. How long does it take you to get from puppetjizz litigation to gay Harry Potter fanfic? Not far. Not, not a lot of parallels. Somehow. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I've uh, I've got a fairly serious one. Um, I should fucking hope so after puppet jizz, but continue. <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, humble ourselves for a moment. Uh, so, Ray Martin. For those who don't know who Ray Martin is, he is a um, veteran journalist, well revered amongst the industry. Uses offensive racial slur during live royal wedding coverage twice. What the fuck? Yeah. So during a discussion with co-hosts Miff Warhurst and Joel Creasy about how Prince Harry's wedding to Meghan Markle signifies a shift in racial attitudes by the British royal family, Martin used the N-word twice. Uh, the context was apparently... Well, this is all I could find about the context, and I'll go a little bit more on one talking about the context later. Um he repeated this racial slur while telling a historical anecdote about Prince Philip, who was known for making racist remarks and other inappropriate comments, using such language while touring Nigeria. So I think he was going on about how, you know, to to build on like how the British royal family has sort of come a long way. They probably had their own sort of racial tendency, like, like racist tendencies themselves. And... Yeah, and then he tried to build on that, um, and I think he was... Jesus Christ, where the about, fuck do you yeah. go after the N-word? Was he going to yeah. drop the C-bomb? Oh, probably. Fuck. Wow. Yeah, 
yeah so it's uh, it, it's so weird because i i've been trying to um so it was during the live thing um and you can't see it on the sbs on demand version because sbs cut it out thank christ yeah but get this even though they cut it out they defended him fuck off yeah sort of so oh, i'm trying to find well um da, da, da. An SBS spokeswoman. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, her name's not even in here. Anyway, so uh, a spokeswoman from the SBS um, said that the discussion was about Prince Philip's use of the word to highlight cult, like um, to highlight the positive culture. That is fucking splitting hairs. Something infinitesimal. That's bullshit. Yeah, it's really splitting hairs. And she claims that it was within its reported historical context. That's irrelevant. Yeah, completely irrelevant. Like, you can talk about that. Sure. Like, but it doesn't constitute or, like, give you permission to actually say it. Putting to the side for a moment whether a, a purportedly white journalist, for all intents and purposes, is even the right person to have a discussion Mm. about the usage of that word historically if that's even a discussion that needs to be had at this point because you just Mm. don't say that word Mm. what possible point even in the most oblique way could you hope to be making about that word as it could potentially to apply as it could potentially apply to a new member of the royal family on their literal fucking wedding day yeah like yeah what, I mean, uh, I know they have to riff for a few hours to, like, on a live broadcast to try and, like, talk about this sort of shit. And you know what? Like, bringing up the cultural shift is is a good subject to bring up. But did it really have to be about Prince Philip's use of the N-word? Like, and, I, I feel and, like that- and, like, to be serious, if, if that was even... If you're ever going to allow for that to have been an appropriate thing, and clearly it isn't, even if you're going to make up that point about a cultural shift over time and a change mm. in the usage of language of people in a high-class society referring to people in, let's face it, historically lower classes as far as the UK is concerned at the very least, mm. if you just say, you know, Prince Philip would say the N-word, mm. no one's going to misinterpret that as you referencing any other fucking word. You don't need to say it to remove any doubt. There's a reason that it's referred to as the N-word among white people. It's because we know exactly what it is and that it is not to be fucking said. Exactly. And did Ray Martin, of all people, think, I need something to liven up the royal wedding broadcast before people stop looking? (laughs) It's a royal fucking wedding. (laughs) Like, this isn't... I got something to start people watching. Sure, that's a great idea, Martin. Like, oh shit, this is a wedding between two people in one of the oldest, you know, ongoing monarchies in the world. Better spice Mm. things up before we lose them. Yeah. I watched the royal wedding. I didn't even give a fuck. It was just on all of the channels. There was nowhere for me to go. I didn't need anything to just be like, huh. Yeah. The (sighs) The only, I feel like the only context that gives you a pass to say that word is if it's written on script for a sketch on a show by Dave Chappelle. That's and then it. even then you have to be Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. You can't be one of the white cast members. You've got to be Dave Chappelle. Well, he has done a skit 
um with where he got like his his white like co-cast members to um use the word as part of the skit has he yeah there was that skit about um that white family um uh, okay yeah but that word. okay to go back to your earlier point though regarding mm. ray martin that was dave Chappelle is a lot well clearly significantly more articulate in mm. how he discusses the usage of that word and how it applies exactly to yeah. african-americans historically and sort of in the current context of society in america and stuff like that mm. and that sketch is objectively hilarious but it also like with everything that Chappelle does, there's a deeper point to it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. like, I I love that sketch, and I know you do as well. But like, yeah. you and I didn't finish watching that sketch and then just start rolling that word into our daily vocabulary. Oh, because yeah, outside exactly. of the we context of that around. sketch, with the players within the sketch, and it was a broader discussion about racist terminology. Anyway, yeah, exactly. That's the only place that fits. Yeah. Like, no one's going to drop that word at fucking Bunnings. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. This is really weird too, because Ray Martin often, mm. I wouldn't say that he trades on it, but he has a certain level of credibility, I would say, historically in Australia, discussing mm. matters regarding Indigenous Australians. Mm. You would assume that with that, admittedly earned credibility, there would come an alarming sense of awareness about appropriate words, like yeah, just about more so than nearly anybody else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, oh, I, wow. I, I, to, on that, like, I just, that's what, very much why this is so shocking to me. Like, he's one of the last people I would have expected to come out as, with this. As far as, like, legitimate journalistic integrity, mm. arguably, Ray Martin's it. He's, like, the gold mm. standard. Mm. Yeah. Very rarely has he done a misstep in public life, and he's actually done some really good journalism, like proper mm. old-school investigative shit that's, mm. like... It's like Ray Martin and Four Corners, man. They're like functionally the two cornerstones of investigative journalism since what? Like the 60s, the 70s, maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, like, oh, wow. Yeah. Man, I tell yeah. you now, if we still did knighthoods, Ray would have just fucked himself out of one. <laughs> Completely. New Year's honest list. Ray Martin, let's just cross that out. Mouthy little shit. <laughs> You know she's family for me now. <laughs> I might not uh, like that she wears short sleeves to formal occasions, but she's in the fucking family. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's take away his Order of Australian Medal. In both of his hands. <laughs> she just put like rather than like rather than use the uh, the broad side of the blade, she'll just like twist it over <laughs> ninety degrees. <laughs> thunk thunk. <laughs> And I dub thee. Oh, See, we speak now, you armless fuck. <laughs> we are thoroughly amused. <laughs> Give me a high five, you bitch. <laughs> Queen is pretty straight. Well, this is semi serious. <laughs> okay. Takata Airbag Recall continues with ACCC adding another million cars to the list. Oh, man, it keeps going. Yeah, this actually just came up in the last half hour or so on the nightly national uh, bulletin. 
So um, Takata is a company that's won a tender with a lot of car manufacturers around the world. So um, Audi, Mercedes-Benz, Coda, Ford, Volkswagen, Mm. Holden, which trades as General Motors pretty much everywhere else. Yeah. uh, Toyota. Um, So basically what's happening is that these airbags, when they're triggered, rather than deploying in the way that a standard airbag does, Mm. they're actually exploding. And exploding in such a way that they functionally turn the deploying mechanism for the airbag into a shrapnel bomb. I've seen the diagrams of the shrapnel um, in most cases have been um, projecting straight towards the driver's head. And if it misses the driver's head, it'll go straight through the ceiling. Yeah. Or probably go through the driver's head and through the ceiling and out. Uh, another one million cars. So my car, actually. Um, oh, what's your car? My car is a 05 Honda Accord. Um, that was part of the recall. So that was part of the initial call out of the recall months back. Luckily, when I bought it, um, the previous owner jumped straight onto it. And then went and got his um, recall replacement like, straight did you away. Say, did you say Hyundai or Honda? Honda. An Accord? Accord, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're yeah. up. Yeah, the 05 Honda a... Accord. Luckily, yeah. Luckily, that, that just got like that got done before I bought it. But, yeah, I heard <laughs> about like, that. Of all the airbag faults that you can have, which realistically I thought was only just a failure for an airbag to deploy would be your biggest issue. Mm, yeah. To turn all of the airbags in a vehicle into a series of like bootleg claymores. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, because you've got to assume that most modern cars, and we're talking sort of forward from 2005, the ones yeah. that have the highest safety rating, you've usually got what? You've got the driver's airbag, mm. passenger airbag, side airbags, and rear passenger side airbags right yeah for some total of like four or sometimes five or six or seven Mm. airbags now you don't actually need a lot to trigger these airbags the cars that have the more modern sensors just need to detect an impact and then it'll set them off as a safety measure Mm. yeah so can you imagine if someone actually accidentally like bumped a trolley into the headlight part of your car and then triggered all the airbags while like you and the kids or whatever were sitting in there and then boom and then pink mist yeah, yeah. That's kind of fucked up. Like getting bumped and having up. the airbags not deployed, that sucks. But most cars, okay, not most cars, but unless you're in like a horror accident. Yeah. The body of the car was sort of crumpled to absorb most of the impacts and keep it away from the people, you would assume, most of the yeah. time. But for the airbags to deploy and kill everybody... Yeah. Like the sum total of cars now that have been part of the recall has affected more than one hundred million vehicles. Oh Jesus. One hundred million. Um speaking of fucked up, may I say something fucked up? Okay. <laughs> they should just uh once they're uh like whatever they recall, they should just sell it to the military to make their money back. <laughs> and then they could just <laughs> Yeah, a hell of a lot cheaper than a Claymore. (laughs) But like, are you suggesting they just get deployed in the field like a Claymore? Or are you suggesting selling a lot of secondhand cars to ISIS? 
recalls oh god just sell the board just yeah put it put them in a whole bunch of secondhand cards just yeah. do some like shady deal that's just like just set up some sort of like trading mirror where they could just like get the cards to them and then whoever's selling it to them would say this will give you an advantage and then set up the sensors so they are a whole lot more sensitive and done war over I'm a genius. I don't, I don't know what to make of that statement. <laughs> like, my thought would be like you just fill them full of drums of petrol and drop them out of the back of a plane, and then use the airbag things as detonators. But yeah, no, your you idea could. of selling souped-up airbag death machines secondhand to ISIS and have them assume that there's nothing shady about a bunch of white people flogging them used cars in the middle of the desert—that's <laughs> a lot more tactically brilliant. <laughs> You're like Hannibal. Yes. This would be great for taking the kids to school. <laughs> Even if people in ISIS were the ones that were stressing on raising kids, they don't give a fuck if they go to school. Yeah. <laughs> this is a poor idea. Mind you, oh, Trump's yeah. a pretty average president. So, like, if you were like, flood the Middle Eastern market with dodgy airbag cars, there's an excellent mm. fucking chance he'd do it. Oh, yeah, he'd buy that. Yeah, by, by America's current standards, you're the greatest military tactical genius since General Washington. <laughs> Good on you, Steve. I always knew you had it in you. <laughs> Fuck. I should, I should go work for the military. You just make get, a shitload of money. Yeah, I just get stoned and just come up with ideas and they'll probably just buy it. We should, like, we should teach them that cats love to be petted and have their personal space invaded. <laughs> And then the cats will scratch the terrorists. <laughs> scratch their eyes out. I'm a genius. Oh, man. Ah. We're going to win every war with this idea. All the wars. We just drop yes. cats in dangerous cars. And they will explode. Why do we never hear Yoda play bass? <laughs> Pass me that cookie real quick. I really need it. This is going to keep going. I'm certain of it. There'll be more. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they've found 100 million vehicles so far, and presumably Takata's been stuffing this thing in the cars for like, what, a decade and change? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to keep coming up. Yeah. Jesus. 100 million cars. Mm. And climbing. Well, yeah. We just need to start airdropping them into the Middle East. We should uh, start Amazon Prime them. that shit. <laughs> we, we should start um, airdropping them on hipster hotspots. Do you know, car bombing hipsters is one of the few times I'll actually approve of car bombing. <laughs> this is our cafe, the secret garden. We don't actually serve coffee. You serve water in recycled mason jars, and then oh. when you're finished with the jar, you get to throw it in the kiln and melt the glass down and make it into another jar, but you can't drink out of it. <laughs> Car bomb. <laughs> or like electric bicycle bomb or whatever the fuck. <laughs> e-bike. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like riding down my e-bike, and then like the handle just like spat some silly string jizz at me. <laughs> I was just minding my own business vaping this new kind of like ironic vape juice that's just empty vape juice container. 
<laughs> I just smoke my emotions on things that I don't challenge myself about anymore. <laughs> and then the bicycle exploded. That's like Luckily, so I had time to Snapchat cool. before I bled out. <laughs> well, a lot of hipsters will probably Snapchat their death. They're like, if they realize that they were going to die, they'll just Snapchat it, Snapchat it, and like, and it'll it'll be something stupid as well, like because they bled out ironically trying something stupid hanging off the edge of a building or some shit (laughs) (laughs) jeez speaking of hipsters oh no what have they done now (laughs) cockroach milk could be the latest superfood fuck off you made this up (laughs) no no, I didn't. I cockroach this, milk. <laughs> I found this on... The fuck do you Invoice. milk a cockroach, Stephen? I don't know. Oh, actually, this article says how. Oh, good. So, uh, That's good. This guy doing the research. <laughs> I never thought you would top penis facials, but here we are. Here we are. Hey, you had our platypus milk. That's, my That's different. <laughs> That's radically different. Unless I've been wildly misinformed about platypi, whatever the plural for them is, they don't eat shit. (laughs) Uh, This is a real thing. This is a real thing. So it's uh, quite specifically the Pacific beetle uh, cockroach. Um, Oh, yeah, because other cockroach milk would be gross. Yeah, well, uh, apparently this is the only cockroach species that is uh, known to, the only one that's known to lactate. Good! Um, And it's, (laughs) good, it's only that one. Um, And it's, milk is thought to be a powerhouse of nutrients. So, milking a cockroach, apparently, um, (sighs) apparently it's, the milk hasn't quite... Um, they they get it before the cockroach actually lactates it as a liquid. Um, so when it's stored in their belly, it's actually in a crystalline form. So what they do is they carve out the cockroach's midgut with a scalpel and um, slowly remove the uh, crystals from there. And uh, yeah, apparently it takes one, but it's very labor intensive. It takes one person half a day to process the milk of probably two or three roaches. It and probably only takes them about 15 minutes, but they need to factor in the amount of time they'll be vomiting for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a really easy process. They're just making it up about it being labor intensive because they're too just busy puking. The <laughs> why, why are we researching this? I don't... Like, I know cockroaches can survive anything, but, like, have we gotten to the point as a species where we need to milk cockroaches to stay alive? <laughs> so, the, here's the, this is the weird part of it, because... All of it's weird! <laughs> well, There's not an apex fucking weirdness to an aspect of this. It's all weird. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, the uh, the... The thing about the platypus milk that you covered before, it was for like, um, it was for like, um, like medicinal purposes and things like that. 
but these guys actually want to harvest it and sell it as milk to, you know, drink it or put in your fucking hipster coffee or whatever. Like, that's their approach. At, uh, okay, at some point, I pray some, this sort of scientific research must have a point. <laughs> What's uh, the point of this? Is there a point? No. <laughs> Fuck off! No! No, this uh, needs to be helping sick kids or puppies. This Someone needed to do this for a proper reason. Well, they say the... Um, the nutrients in the chrysalis um, are so rich. Um, and the reason why they take it out, uh, they cut it out of the cockroach um, uh, crystalline form because when it converts, when milk converts from a crystalline form to a liquid form, it doesn't transfer all of the nutrients. So uh, yeah, no, you want to get all those vital cockroach crystal milk nutrients. And they also figured out that, um, well, they estimated that a uh, hundred grams of this milk um, would take a thousand cockroaches. So it's pretty inefficient, relatively speaking. <laughs> so. Uh. Like, so a lot of people are commenting saying that cockroach milk probably have a more viable future as a pill. Um, it doesn't oh, seem Oh, yeah. Like I can absolutely that's... see hipsters dropping some fucking cockroach pills before they go to a decent nightclub. <laughs> forget, forget Molly. This is the new thing. I'm full of amino acids and protein. Let's be healthy, guys. <laughs> Yeah, hi. What are you? What are you talking about, guy? It's like 2018 or 2019. Uh, <laughs> they're getting high, ironically. Do you know what I'm afraid of, though? If they're removing crystals, some dickhead's going to try and freebase this. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or stuff it in a fucking vape. Cause <laughs> oh. Uh, why? <laughs> okay, here's, here's the thing, right? The platypus milk thing is kind of interesting because of where the platypus yeah. sits, like, as a marsupial, a mm. semi-aquatic marsupial, whatever the fuck a platypus actually is. It's yeah. interesting that it produces milk because it's a fucking platypus. Mm. Yeah. Cockroaches are cockroaches. <laughs> yeah. That's all they are. They're like That's fucking a- pests and vermin and disease-carrying and Fucked up shit, and they don't. Who? They don't like. They don't give anything to the world around. Nothing. Them at all. Why are we studying them enough to know that they a produce milk and b that it would be good if we had some? <laughs> I don't. I don't know why they thought of it in the first place. Uh, they probably uh, found out. This. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of mad at you, man. This is. What disgusting. the fuck? I'm trying to see if I can find an article about this because I'm desperate to find if there is at least some barely actual, yeah, it's l- like research purpose. Oh, cool! There's articles. <laughs> Google has already told me this just auto corrected a bunch of shit for me. Right. So, like, I just typed in cockroach, and it's like, are you looking for cockroach milk? The answer to which is a strong fucking no, I would like to stress. <laughs> Cockroach milk. 
2016, a research team based at the Institute for Stem Cell Biology and Regenerative Medicine in mm. India said the milk from the Pacific beetle cockroach could make for the next great superfood. Mm. That's how they're talking about it. So it must be what this guy, Leonard Shavers, um, is like, that's how he's approaching it. I don't know. Or maybe he was just curious and never really had a point to it. And it's like everyone's just sort of running with it. I'm mad at you. <laughs> I'm mad that you've exposed me to this. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll put uh, we'll put platypus milk in our coffees, and we can make some sort of uh, dressing for our kale with cockroach milk. I'm mad at you. I'm not happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you can be mad at me. It makes for good entertainment. Hey, you know, good. That's good. <laughs> Cockroach milk. What in the ever-loving fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping, like, you know, that it was going to be more effective than chemotherapy drugs or, like, that it reversed aspects of cystic fibrosis or something. But, nah, no. some pharmaceutical company just wants to turn it into a superfood. Yeah, it's a superfood because apparently superfood is a thing. It's not. Our entire species is so fucked. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. It's not. It's it, this won't this won't fly because people have been trying to sell the idea of um, farming and producing insects as food on a mass scale for ages, but then these one. They're like, they really still want to make heaps of money off it. So it's way too expensive anyway. So no one's going to buy into it. They just feel like they want to make their money first before they build their demand. And if they really want to try and do it with cockroach milk, I doubt they would. Unless they make it super cheap and find some sort of way to automate the process of getting the stuff out of the cockroaches. I absolutely refuse to talk with you any more about this like it's a serious thing. <laughs> you motherfucker. Well, here's here's to hipsters, eh? See, oh, fuck see, hipsters. See, like now these hipsters, they have doctorates now. That's what that's what this is. Oh yeah, in fields of study that mankind desperately fucking needs, clearly. Uh, it's just making me feel gross my skin is actually crawling you're gonna have nightmares now about cockroaches yeah I'm gonna have nightmares about going to my favourite fucking cafe and getting cockroach milk in my fucking morning coffee (laughs) I'm never letting you make me a coffee again I want to stress that I I dare you the next time you go get your coffee at a coffee shop in the morning stress to them not to put cockroach milk in your coffee Uh, dude i live in a small town i can't do that (laughs) by the afternoon i would be getting refused coffee from everywhere (laughs) let's let's call it a night you weird fuck yeah (laughs) Uh. uh yeah hipsters are taking over now that they i've completed their education and uh we should all be afraid so uh on that note good night everybody good night everybody
Uh, I'm so mad at you. 